Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. What is the ultimate holiday movie? 651-641-1071. And how do you judge the ultimate holiday movie? Is it based on how many times you see Santa Claus? Is it based on how much snow you see? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Um, so a website called Music Magpie uh, made an interactive list of the ultimate Christmas movie. And there's a way that you can manipulate it based on how you define what makes the ultimate Christmas movie. And that's why we're asking people, what do you think is the ultimate Christmas movie and how do you judge that? 651-641-1071. So, for example, Bradley, do mm. you have a, you know, do you have a, a criteria by which you judge your Christmas movies that makes it like the best of the all well, the Christmas movies? Is it a legitimate actual Christmas movie? Oh. And there are very, you know, like not all films. I don't know. I don't waste my time with these lesser films. <laughs> Well, here are some of the categories you can search. And this is an interactive uh, list, which I think is kind of fun. Like, for example, if you want to know what the ultimate Christmas movie is based on the number of Christmas songs you hear in it. Oh, that would be the movie Jingle All the Way. Interesting. Which I never saw, but I wouldn't think of that as being the ultimate Christmas movie. But if you were only... Judging that based on the number of Christmas songs, also number two in that scenario would be Bad Santa. Oh, God, that was a weird, right? Horrible, (laughs) horrible movie. If you wanted to maybe judge your uh, Christmas movie based on and whether or not it's the ultimate Christmas movie based on shots of Christmas stockings, the Santa Claus, the 1994 movie would be the ultimate oh, Christmas movie. Okay. So the question we're asking is, what do you believe is the ultimate Christmas movie and why? What is it that you're judging that based on? Uh, let's go to the phones. 651-641-1071. Becky is on the line. Hi, Becky. Good afternoon. So what do you believe is the ultimate Christmas movie and why? Uh, every single year, our family sits down and watches A Muppet's Christmas Carol. And it Aww. is funny and it is touching, and the music is great. It's it's just a fantastic family movie. You know, I don't even think I I feel like I saw that once when I was very young, but I got to add that to my list. So it's so so good. So you love it because it gives you all the Christmas feels, and it hits on all of those sentimental areas. Correct. I love it. Thank you, Becky. And thank you for giving me a good idea of uh, a movie that I need to watch with my it's kids. And it has Michael Caine. Hot, which Holly's is how favorite. Holly judges all movies. She gets real hot for her. She loves herself some Michael Caine. Uh, 651-641-1071. What do you believe is the ultimate Christmas movie and why Jordan is on the line? Hi, Jordan. Uh, just a second. We're having a moment and we are going to get to Jordan in just a second. Uh, hi, Jordan. 
Jordan, what do um, you what do you think is the uh, ultimate Christmas movie and why? I believe for my family, it's a Christmas Vacation. Um, oh, right. That's the case. Um, I, I think the reason I believe it is is because of how relatable almost every character that in that movie is as far as holiday times go, for how stressed everyone gets and different family members you have to deal with and just kind of the subtle, like, things you have to... Uh, keep your keep quiet when you don't want to and like when you have to deal with your mother-in-law oh, telling gosh. you yeah. doing stuff wrong all that kind of stuff i love that i that is actually one of my favorite christmas movies as well thank you jordan um six five one six four one one oh seven one what do you believe is the ultimate christmas movie i will say overall this interactive list based on all of the factors that they uh measured by overall home alone is the top is the ultimate christmas movie what is your ultimate holiday movie Mm, elf oh really yeah why it because um i think it's a funny movie so humor yeah um it is very it, it isn't just about a family celebrating christmas it's about a family celebrating christmas and the actual santa claus kind of christmassy story yeah um, so it hits kind of has both levels covered and there's singing and there's carols in it and it makes me happy and I laugh. Yeah. And I'm jolly. What about you? Um, I'm going to say white Christmas. That's always my favorite. That's always the one that I have to watch every year. Um, and of course, you know, you get all of the things you get that old timey. I just am a fan of like cla- what people might call like classic Christmas or mm-hmm. like old fogey Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, so like white Christmas or the holiday white Christmas miracle on 34th street. It's a wonderful life like that. Those, kinda. I don't like it's a wonderful life or movie. I, I they're very I don't know. I'm kind of picky. Um, but yeah, not It's a Wonderful Life. The other movie that I that is my favorite, it's not super old, is just A Christmas Story. I think that's like the quintessential Christmas movie. I love that one. Yeah. That's also a great one. Let's go to Gretchen. Uh, hello, Gretchen. What to you is the ultimate Christmas movie and why? White Christmas. Yes. White Christmas. Yes. Why do you love it? Well, mostly I love it because I grew up watching it every year as a young girl and um being crosby and white christmas is it's christmas it just sounds like christmas right yeah it starts at christmas when the army guys are at war and it's christmas and it ends at christmas and i just love it and you got snow thank you for your call gretchen let's go to carla hi carla what is the ultimate christmas movie as far as you are concerned the Bishop's Wife. The Bishop's with, Wife? With, oh, you've got to see it, Colleen. You'd love it. With Cary Grant, David Niven. It it was remade with Whitney Houston, yes. but the original one is better. Okay, I'm writing it down. I'm going to trust you, Carla. Yeah, the original. Well, <laughs> the original, of course, but then um, the remake. That was That was a really popular film back in, what, like the 90s? Was it called The Bishop's Wife? What was the it? first one is the 1947 but Preacher's the Whitney, Wife. The pre, that's what I was going to say. I remember Whitney Houston being The Preacher's Wife. Okay. Right. I'm, you know what? Original, I, you want me to watch the original first, right, Carla? Yes. Okay. Bishop's I, Wife. For you, I will do it, it this weekend. It was filmed in Minneapolis. There is the most beautiful scene of ice skating. You will adore it. Okay, noted. The Bishop's Wife. I will watch it this weekend. Thank you, Carla. 
I did not know of that one. And let's have Kristen be the final word. Hi, Kristen. What is the ultimate Christmas movie and why? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, I love it. It's so you good. Got, you got heart. You got family. You got humor. You got uncomfortable one-liners. We always say in my family, it's not Christmas till you quote Christmas Vacation. Oh, how true that is. I mean, we do it all the time. We have t-shirts at our house, Christmas Vacation themed t-shirts uh, yes. that we wear. My husband says, uh, actually, yes, I don't remember. One of us has, why is the carpet all wet, Todd? And the other one says, <laughs> I, I don't, don't know, Margo. <laughs> Thank you, Kristen. Um, well, whatever it is. Whatever the ultimate Christmas movie is, in your humble opinion, I am certain it's that... It's probably our, wrong because, yeah. Well, I'm certain, though, that Paul McGuire Grimes has seen it. And he'll be here with us after the break telling us what to see in theaters after this on My Talk 107.1. Every Friday at this time, our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies pops in to tell us what we should be watching this weekend on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Paul McGuire Grimes. Hello. Hello. Okay, so the first movie that's on your list, I keep on hearing about. Yeah. I know nothing about it. And in my mind, it sounds like a food movie. I don't <laughs> think it is. No. <laughs> no. It's called Knives Out. It's called Knives Out. And it is a classic murder mystery. Uh, and it's it stars Christopher Plummer, who is the patriarch of this big family. And on the morning after his 85th birthday, he is found dead in his study. He's this world-renowned mystery writer. So then the next morning, it's up to Daniel Craig, who's the detective, to kind of figure out who done it. Oh, and which one of really? his like f- family members may have killed him or maybe it was a suicide. Is, this is perfect for the holidays. It is so much fun. Bradley, go. No, I was just going to say it's an all-star jam-packed cast. Completely. Jamie Lee Curtis, Chris Evans, Michael Shannon, like I said, Daniel Craig, Tony Collette, who we all love, Don Johnson. I mean, everyone that's everyone is in this movie, which is so fun then because then they're all these, they all bring their A games to these kind of nutty characters that then make them all suspicious in their own way. And Uh that's how Ryan Johnson, who wrote and directed, he did the Star Wars The Last Jedi, writes all them to have their own specific motive for wanting to off the patriarch and all this money that is within this family. Okay, so tell us a little bit about those performances. You said they all brought their A game. Yeah, so Daniel Craig is probably the one most going outside his comfort zone. We think James Bond, we think action, but now he adapts this like goofy, like southern accent kind of but it's all odd and uh-huh. he's definitely playing over the top in a way that we've not seen before jamie lee curtis is as fierce as ever tony collette plays you will die because she's as goopy as ever she plays like the free spirit oh, lifestyle yes. expert type living off father-in-law's money type I mean, they all get to play into that so well. And then you, the moviegoer, are trying to draft uh, your own narrative in your head of right. like, who would have done it. Because then what Ryan does is show scenes from different angles, different uh, perspectives. Like, oh, that is actually what was happening in that scene, not oh, what was shown cool. originally. That kind of thing. So then you're thinking, okay, well, there's no way that I'm actually coming up with how this is going to end because that's too easy then. Mm-hmm. And then the ending happens. You're like, oh, I see what you did there. So does it pay off in the end? Oh, you think it's totally worth? The ending totally pays off. You will not see it coming until the very, very end. And then he has studied the best of the best. So like there's references to Clue, to uh, like 
all of those types of murder mysteries that we all love. I don't want to give them all away, but yeah. you'll see little nods here and there. I was going to say, though, that just the basic premise and sort of the conversation that you're having sounds so much like Clue. It is. That or like a good Agatha Christie. Yeah. That we, and we just don't get movies like that anymore. Right. Who you know, done like, it. A whodunit. And I think, you know, the next two movies that we'll talk about are very heavy, very serious movies. And if you want some kind of counter-programming to that, this is perfect for that. Yeah. So oh, is I love it, it. Like, How- would you call it a dark comedy or yes. just like a straight-up comedy? Thanks for pointing out. It is a dark comedy. I mean, there are funny moments in it as well, but it's also a murder mystery. Yeah. So, like, it's not like a... Flat, you know, right. a slapstick, right. but it's witty as all get up. Uh, okay, so how many tickets? Four to five tickets up. Right. Make sure to see it in a theater. The production design is really cool. I mean, you get a big old family mansion, and yeah, there's corn secrets around every corner. Of course. All right. Okay. So the next movie in theaters is Honey Boy. Yes. So Shia LaBeouf wrote this movie um, to kind of as a forgiveness about his life and the relationship that he had with his dad. So the movie's told in two narratives. One, him as a kid living in a hotel on the set of a movie with his father who's mentally and physically abusing him. The other half of the movie is shy as an adult going into rehab and how he wants to fight this notion of going to rehab and getting help. So it's all based on his own true story. It's very interesting because there was a time where we really were talking about Shia LaBeouf and his odd behaviors a whole lot. And this movie, in a way, explains why that is, but without giving it as an excuse. I right. never felt like Shia, who actually plays his father in the That's movie. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. It, it, is he's like, in it as he his dad. Yeah. That and is like a therapeutic experience So right therapeutic, there. and he's so excellent in it, too. But I never felt like it was uh, an excuse. Uh-huh. I felt like this. he wrote this movie to forgive his father for the crap that his father put him through wow and kind of maybe as part of his own mental healing Mm -hmm. and we see too that it also explains that addiction is can be passed down from generation to generation because his dad was an alcoholic who is at a sober point where when this movie takes place but that that bridge that happens has his dad since passed away now nope his dad's alive dad is alive yeah and his dad i think has seen the movie oh i'm so curious hedges plays shia as an adult in rehab so how does it? I mean, how does I mean, it, play? it is an emotional gut punch. There were times where it, because he's writing from the heart, it feels so real and raw that afterwards, I just kind of sat in my car and had that kind of pit in my stomach. Yeah. of like, yep, I get this. Yeah, not like that hasn't happened to me. But right, like, but the, it, but you can relate to it. The you can relate to it. The humanity, yeah. and I love that they never paint his father as like a monster yeah. or a villain. Like I don't agree with anything he does to right. Shia at all. But I'm like, you you humanize him in a way that then makes it relatable. Uh-huh. And you Very understand how people are the way they are sometimes. How many tickets up for Four and a half out of five. It's, it's been one of my favorites of the year. I hope that Shia at least is up for Best Supporting Actor this year. Because I think it really it can help people maybe see him in a new light. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think probably everybody will go on a journey if they yeah. see this on multiple levels. Right. Okay, finally, I want to make sure we have time for this. A marriage Story, which is streaming on Netflix. Yeah, it's one of Netflix's big movies that they're pushing for Oscar consideration. And again, loosely based on a true story, Nora, Noah Baumbach wrote it, loosely inspired by the divorce, that his divorce from Jennifer Jason Lee, and it stars Adam Driver and uh, Scarlett Johansson as this couple who we think are madly in love. And then the movie charts them getting a divorce and then stuck in the middle of the divorce is their eight-year-old son mm-hmm. her mother and her sister that are now dealing with this idea of you're you're divorcing your husband who we all love like how could you do that so it's this multi-layered approach at what goes through a divorce and everyone that's impacted and what i love about this too is that Noah then doesn't paint the two characters as evil. one is right one is wrong right right you feel for both of them and what could be best for the child and what isn't and 
Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, two of the best performances of their careers. That's amazing. Yeah. I will say, here's the one thing um, about the, how you just characterize that movie. I always say this when people will talk about a divorce, whether it's somebody they know or in celebrities, mm-hmm. and they'll say, what happened? And they're always looking for one thing right. that happened. And the truth is, just like, it's, far more complicated. it's so it's much far more, complicated more complicated than that. And you see all those different angles in here as they're yelling at each other, as they're spewing this verbal attack, because they end up getting to that point. Laura yeah. Dern, Ray Liotta, Alan Alda are also in it as their lawyers. So you then have their lawyers who are then fighting for them to either stay in LA or New York because they're living in New York, but then ScarJo's characters, they're both actors and directors. So then she's off filming in Los Angeles. So it's like, where? what's the best location for our child? Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Because, well, the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida. Okay. Guess where we're going first? Florida. No, we're oh. going to Australia. Rise up lights. Uh, th- that's the yes. Razor blades is actually the name of the city in Australia that we're going. <laughs> no, we are going to Brisbane off the Gold Coast, mm. uh, and I want to tell you about Shea Handley. That's an Australian name. Twenty-six-year-old mm. Shea Handley or Shia or Shia. I don't know. Let's just say Shea. Ms. Handley admitted in court Monday to doing something that involved guzzling booze. Oh, uh, what did she do then? Well, invo- I mean, she she was on a boat. Booze. She was okay. on an eighty-foot crystal blue, which is the name of a yacht. Okay, this was a yacht that was traveling from Biz- Brisbane to the Gold Coast. And she goes, yeah, I did the wrong thing, uh, drinking on the job. I can't do an Australian accent, you know that, so I'm That's sorry, fine. I just have to do my garden variety drunk. Yeah, I did the wrong thing, drinking on the job. I should have known better. I screwed up big time. Okay, so that's bad. Uh-huh. Driving a boat drunk, bad idea. Yeah, Illegal. it's a terrible idea. But that's not crazy, stupid, idiot status. What is what doing? else she was doing while trying to pilot this boat, or by the way, not piloting the boat that earned her crazy, stupid idiot status. Was she um, doing the naked cha-cha? Kind of. Really? Yes, with an inebriated 46-year-old oh, captain person. named Jeremy J.J. Piggott. So Piggott and were, Handley were both drunk were handling each other's piggots. <laughs> and here's what she said. So remember, she goes, yeah, I did the wrong thing drinking on this job. Well, uh, of her relationship with uh, Mr. Piggott, she says, yeah, we were chatting, laying down, looking at the stars, and then we got it on. <laughs> oh, no. The inebriated captain and the uh, deckhand did the nasty off the coast of the Gold Coast area and um, recklessly contravened their duties. Wow, I, I, is that a is that in the Kama Sutra? <laughs> I don't know, but it did end up with the yacht crashing. So Ooh, yeah, they recklessly contravened their duties, were fined four thousand dollars, 
and given a two-year good behavior bond. Presumably, it means they have to like not do anything bad for two years. And uh, so, Yikes. don't do the nasty. And drink and not steer the ship. Yeah, I mean, at least just like put an anchor down or something, right? <laughs> drop an anchor before drop, you do drop it. Drop something, because <laughs> otherwise you're going to end up like a beached whale. Can we go to California for our next story? Let's. Mm, we are going to meet 28-year-old Ruby Delgadillo. She's from Brentwood, California. She okay. took her son to get a haircut. And she did not like the haircut. She was like, that looks ugly. That happens. It's an ugly haircut. Fix it. Uh, The 63-year-old barber was like, yeah, I probably can't fix it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It'll grow back. Um, And then she was like, no, it's not going to grow back soon enough. Fix it. They argued. They went back and forth. um, And then... He went outside to write down the license plate number of her Prius. I don't know why. Probably because she was getting in the car. Anyway, she ran him over. What? She ran him over. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And then she ran into the glass window of the store next to the barbershop. He had a badly broken leg and uh, he did have to have surgery for it. He's okay. Everybody's fine. But she fled the scene. So now the cops are trying to track her down um, because she's going to be charged with assault with a deadly weapon because the deadly yeah, weapon generally when you was run her someone car. Over, yeah. Mm-hmm. All for a bad haircut. I've had bad haircuts before. Nine times oh, out of I ten, they're once. my own fault because I'm like, please make me look like Meg Ryan. And they're like, okay. And then they cut my hair. And then I'm like, I don't look like Meg Ryan. Yeah, that was you your know own why? Damn fault for thinking you'd ever look like because I don't Ryan. look like Meg Ryan. Yeah, because I still got my face. Yeah, yeah. Meg Ryan. Also, if hair, I want to look like Meg Ryan, I think step one at this point is get your lips injected and look like a duck, or just look like a duck. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or I could just keep looking like myself. Yeah. Or you could just be happy with who you are. Exactly. I mean, you know, somebody for everybody. It's true. But a um, bad haircut is no reason to run people over, as my mother has always said. (laughs) (laughs) Whose mother hasn't said that? Exactly. Do you remember uh, Cody Christopher Meter? Should I? Maybe. You maybe don't remember his name now. He's 20 years old. Well, he's three names, so it's a lot to remember. Cody Christopher Meter, CCM. It's a Creedence mm-hmm. Clearwater revival. Um, and we're going to revive this story because we actually talked about this. And this was from October. Okay. Now, I know we've done a lot of crazy, stupid idiots since October. But I'm going to lead you slowly back into the story to see if it rings any bells. Okay. I'll, I'll, ding, I'll ding when I'm understand ding when you're done yep uh let's see here 20 year old cody christopher meter now this was october 22nd Mm -hmm. and cody went to target Mm -hmm. and cody like your children uh well actually i don't remember your children specifically but like many children are very very excited about one movie that's going to be in theaters well it is in theaters now Frozen 2. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 Do you ding. remember the story of Cody Christopher Cody Meter? Cody was incredibly aroused by Olaf. Yes. So, let's go back to October 22nd at a Target about 10 miles from his St. Petersburg 
appropriate, mm-hmm. residents. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out we're talking about him now because finally they filed charges against this young man. For assault of a stuffed snowman? Well, yep. What he did was willfully and maliciously damage Target merchandise. And that's not unusual. It's mm-hmm. happened before. It is the willful and malicious part specifically that earns him crazy stupid idiot status because now you remember this the large olaf stuffed animal that he found at the targets uh he took that large olaf stuffed animal proceeded to quote dry hump it <laughs> until he <laughs> on the merchandise Mm-hmm. So Where what you're upon, telling me is that it wasn't dry. <laughs> is there a pun in there that I'm not getting? Well, you said dry. Oh, oh yes. No, you are correct. Ding, ding. Yeah. He did dry hunker until it wasn't dry. Exactly. Because what her happened was, um, he, uh, oh, yeah. So after he did the deed... To Olaf. Oh, poor Olaf. I know. And also, can you just imagine, like, this would be me, walk schlepping down the aisle at Target, like, doopy doopy doo, and you come around the corner, and mm-hmm. you're not quite sure what's going on. Is that an is that a medical emergency? <laughs> what's happening Is there? that a petite mall seizure? What's going what's on? What's happening on? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more like what's happening off, but right. anyway, he, he did the deed, and then... To add insult to injury, he returned the large Olaf stuffed animal to the merchandise rack, whereupon he selected a large unicorn stuffed animal Uh -uh. and began to dry hump it. Wow. Yeah. So I was not clear that there were multiple stuffed animals that were victim to Mr. Meter. The unicorn and the Olaf were subsequently removed from the store uh, area, destroyed, and um, not available for purchase. Can you just imagine the poor guy that or lady that had to re- like, hey, uh, Charles, well, can know, I have you go to aisle forty nine? And uh, there's a just grab the ones. It'll be really evident which ones you need to a take. Clean up in aisle. Olaf. <laughs> 69. Also, can I just say that somebody witnessed that because they had to in order to know that that had happened. Mm. And that's the person that I'm, for I'm most concerned about. They're scarred for life. Yeah. Because every time it's like Olaf pops up on Frozen 2, they're like, oh, God. Yeah, oh, no, God. I don't think they went to the movie because there's PTSD. a lot of Olaf in that movie. Um, well, and you know he's got that like. <laughs> never mind. He does like warm hugs, but I don't think that's what he meant. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show at two forty-five every day, we play a little game. That game is called the Throwback Live. We are going to do that after this on My Talk One Zero Seven One. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.